This podcast is sponsored by Talkspace. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and Talkspace, the leading virtual therapy provider, is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. By talking or texting with a supportive, licensed therapist at Talkspace, you'll gain insights, discover truths, and experience breakthroughs that will improve how you live and how you feel. With Talkspace, just answer a few questions online, and you'll be matched with a therapist. And because you'll meet your therapist online, you don't have to take time off work or arrange childcare. You'll meet on your schedule, whenever you feel most at ease. Plus, Talkspace works with most major insurers, and most insured members only pay a $25 copay or less. No insurance? No problem. If you want to make progress toward a mentally healthier place, Talkspace is here for you. Now get $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80 when you go to Talkspace.com. Match with a licensed therapist today at Talkspace.com. Save $80 with code SPACE80 at Talkspace.com. Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour 3. Hello, America. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number, 877-973-7425, should you wish to be on the program. I want to come back to your phone calls here in a bit, but I I, I want to say something, and I want to go to the 50,000-foot level and look down. This is kind of important. A lot of people will have strongly held opinions one way or the other about this Supreme Court, these cases on affirmative action and free speech and student loans. I want to talk about the Constitution itself and our country. There are a lot of people who lack pride in the country right now. And a lot of those people on the left and the right, they're just two sides of the same coin. They lack pride in the country because they feel like they do not control it or they do not recognize it. They don't have pride in our institutions. They don't have pride in our land. They don't have pride in our people. And in large part, they don't have the pride because they don't have the control. And they view their relationship to this country in a transactional way that if I can't be in charge, well, I hate this country. We see that a lot from the left. And unfortunately, there are some people on the right these days who feel the same way about this country that they don't feel dominant. They feel like they're surrounded. They feel like their culture is belittled. And, and so they hate the country. They, they hate the liberties of the country. They, they do not like the people in charge of the country on the left and the right. And they fail to realize how much better we have it than others. And that disappoints me in friends of mine who have decided to bet against this country because they don't like it anymore, because they think it's too licentious, they think it's too hedonistic, they think it's too progressive. Yes, I agree that we should be able to rein these things in, and I agree there are parts of the country that have just gone wackadoo and people control cultural institutions that want to impose their values on me. But my love of this country is separate from the politics and the cultural blight of the era. I love the United States of America. There are people willing to die to get here, and no other country can say that. When one heads north, 
on the North American Highway, which runs all the way down to the end of Panama. You walk through some of the most unexplored parts of the world through Central American jungle. You go over mountains, and then you hit desert. And there are people who are literally walking to this country. Some of them will never get here. Some of them do odd jobs along the way. They save their money so they can get on a bus and come and not walk. Some have enough money so they fly into Mexico City or they fly into Guadalajara or Monterey and and they walk north. They hire coyotes to get them through the desert to come to this country. I don't think they should be here, but I note they want to come here and not other places. There are Ukrainians and Russians Iranians and Chinese who fly to Mexico and try to get here and walk across the border. Some, I'm sure, are nefarious, but not all. Some are trying to escape their homeland. People want to come here to this country because this country means something to them. This country, we take for granted this country. We, this country is not an ideal to us. This country is just where we're, we're from. Many of you listening right now have never ventured outside this country. I grew up outside of this country. I grew up still to this day. I've been to more countries than states. And I can tell you, this country is unique. This country is special. No one is hitching a flight to try to walk into the Netherlands or Spain or Turkey or Iran or Russia or China or North Korea or South Korea or anywhere else. They're coming here. To many of you, it doesn't mean anything because it's just where you're from, an accident of birth. You are American. And I know people in the conservative movement who talk a big game about this country, but when confronted privately, they say, well, everybody says that about their country. Everybody believes their country's the best. No, the hell they don't, because you got Russians, you got Chinese, you got Iranians, you got Turks, you've got Cubans, you got Venezuelans, you've got Mexicans, and they're all coming here. They're not going to those places. You don't see the desire to immigrate to those countries around the world. You see it here. Why? Because for you and me, it's where we're born. We just happen by the grace of God to be American. These people want to be American. They're willing to die in some cases to get here. So you can bellyache all you want because you didn't get what you wanted out of an election or from a Supreme Court decision or from a bureaucrat, or from Congress, or from your state legislature. You can bellyache all you want, but are you willing to walk across this country to get into another country? Are you willing to save your money to flee to a different country? No, you're not, because you know intuitively there's no better place. And so many other people around the world, they're willing to die to come here. They're willing to cross a desert on foot to come here. They're willing to hire gang and drug lords to ferry them here and hope they're not accidentally being sold into human trafficking. 
200 some odd years ago, our forefathers were the grandsons and great-grandsons of the men who had been willing to die in the glorious revolution of 1688. And thank God there was no blood spilled in the glorious revolution, but they were prepared. They were ready to take up arms to chase James II out of Great Britain and bring in William and Mary. They were prepared to go to war over that. After the, the entirety of the English Civil War and how bad it was, they were ready. They wanted James II gone. And he left and William and Mary came in and submitted to the primacy of parliament. And they guaranteed in 1689, the English Bill of Rights. And then some of those grandfathers and great-grandfathers or their sons got on boats and came to a new world. They still believed themselves to be British subjects and citizens of Great Britain. They believed themselves the heirs of the Glorious Revolution and entitled to the English Bill of Rights. And Great Britain said no. No, you're not. You're just a colonist. You're not British. You're not an Englishman. You're an American colonist. So these men went to war. Historians on the left and right actually say the American Revolution is actually a profoundly conservative revolution because we weren't looking for something new. We weren't looking to throw off the shackles of the old to bring on something new like the French or the Russian Revolution. We were looking for something old, something ancient. We were looking for the rights of the Magna Carta and the English Bill of Rights. We believed it was ours, and our forefathers, our founders were within a few generations of their grandfathers within living memory willing to die for the English Bill of Rights, and thankfully none of them did and it did and so our our forefathers our founders they were willing to die they were willing to die for the freedom of speech they were willing to die for the idea of no taxation without representation they were willing to die to stop the quartering of troops in their houses they were willing to die to stop the state from invading their homes and engaging in illegal seizures they were willing to die for the beliefs that they put into the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. Are you willing to die for those things? Are you willing to die because you didn't get your way in the Supreme Court? Are you willing to die and take up arms against your government because the election didn't go the same way? I'll tell you who's willing to die, the barefoot person walking across Mexico to get here who to some degree has more in common with our founders than a lot of people who take this country for granted and like it or don't like it based on what they get from it. I love this country whether I get what I want or I don't because I know the history of this country. Ours is not a country of blood and soil. It's a country of ideal and idea. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. They are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. Among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That is why we exist on a landmass, no less, but we exist because of the idea. Our founders gave pledged their lives, their fortunes, their sacred honor, laid down their lives if they must, and five of them were captured by the British. Several of them had their sons killed. One of them bombed his own house because he was under the impression the British General Cornwallis had taken up residence there. Were you willing to turn guns on your own house? 
I have friends these days who say, I don't want my kid joining the military fighting for this country. Why the hell not? You don't want to fight for this country, this country that's giving you everything. Sure, you're going through a period of time and a political realignment where things don't look exactly right. And your guy may not have won an election, whatnot. Are you kidding me? Would you rather live in China or Russia? Would you rather live in Great Britain or France that's burning down today because of a police shooting of a kid? Or would you rather be an American? And if you're not willing to lay down your life for the country or you're willing to defame the country because you think, oh, the wokes are in charge right now. Really? Are there things our country does that I don't like? Yeah, you're damn right there are. We're always in pursuit of a greater, better union, a more perfect union. I don't understand the people who, because things didn't go right for them in one way or another, they hate the country. You can leave. We'll let you leave but none of you really want to because deep down, you know the country's still good. The country's still worth preserving. The country is still worth fighting for. There are those on the right now who droop with disdain for the country. They hate the military. They hate the institutions of the country. And it's all about, much like the left, the power. They don't have the power. They don't have the control. They feel alienated from it. And so they've decided they hate the country, not just the institutions of the country. The people will repudiate them The people always do repudiate those who hate America. You should never bet against America. Never bet against America. I would rather the person who's crossing the Rio Grande right now illegally than the person who is born here and despises this country because it doesn't give them what they want. This person's crossing the river right now to come here, put in sweat equity and send money home to take care of their family and knows they can come here and find a job. And I wish we had a better system. I wish we had a wall so they couldn't get here. I wish all these things were possible. Woulda, shoulda, coulda, maybe they will, maybe they won't. But I sure do admire the person who's willing to abandon their family to come here to make money to send home to their family and know that in America they've got an opportunity they don't have anywhere else. Too many of us have those opportunities here. We take them for granted, and we, in laziness, despise this country. We become so poisoned by the politics of the age that we reject the beauty of this country institutionally the beauty of the Constitution, the logic and the rhythm and the rhyme of this country's nature and being because we just take it for granted because it's all we've ever known and the people who have never known it and want to know it are willing to die to get here. God bless the United States of America. The Supreme Court has in the last 48 hours reaffirmed that we are all created equal, that this government is created by the people, for the people, of the people, and cannot compel the people to think or speak in ways that those people's conscience violates, that the president is not a dictator who cannot unilaterally discharge the power of the purse, and that discrimination in all its forms is invidious and wrong. And there are people on the left upset with those things today. And they'll be mad at the institutions and they'll feel betrayed And some of them will hate the country and some will say, well, I'm packing up and leaving. This isn't the place I will go on, go good riddance. Today, we're still the land of the free and the home of the brave. And I'm very thankful for it. And you should be too. Hello, it's Eric Erickson here. Open line Friday, this wonderful Friday afternoon. The phone number is 877-973-7425. Back to the phones we go. Daniel, welcome to the show. Hey, Eric. Uh, While I was waiting for you to call, I actually ordered some Omaha steaks on my Patriot Mobile phone. (laughs) Excellent. So I'm just uh, 
uh, and I wanted to call you um, <laughs> and ask you, um, t- can you give me, I'm not sure if you know more um, information about the new DA oversight bill or the committee as far as how it, you know, oversees district attorneys. I was actually reading up on an article where there is a hearing against the Piedmont Judicial Circuit District Attorney Deborah Gonzalez, who uh, possibly destroyed evidence um, in cases. Um, and I didn't know as far as how this new oversight committee would, um, you know, deal with that. And of oh, course, yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. Oh, okay. Randy I, Willis. I- Yes. Uh, okay. So this is a, this is yeah, absolutely, Daniel. This is hyper specific to Georgia for y'all. But just so background here in Georgia is, is Soros uh, got elected a lot of progressive DAs around the country, including here in in uh, Georgia. One of them is in Athens, Georgia, Athens, Clark County. Hyper progressive and also highly incompetent. The woman's just inept. And there are two uh, counties in the that circuit: Athens and Oconee County. Uh, Oconee County is where one of my uh, great stations, my original station, uh, WGU is, and they, uh, people up there are just appalled at the DA there. She's she's bad. I mean, like objectively not a good DA, overwhelmed by the job. And so the state legislature has authored legislation that can strip her of her office. Uh, but there's a process and complaints that have to go through and a, a review, and I believe that they're headed down that path with her, uh, but they haven't gotten there yet. Um, but I will be surprised if she keeps her job long term. She genuinely is incompetent, uh, and that's objectively so. Now, I want to take more of your phone calls here. We'll round out the show that way. 877-973-7425. It's an open line Friday. Uh, I, and I got a note that in the last two days, we've gotten calls from Oregon, Montana, uh, from from Connecticut, all over the place. Y'all are calling from everywhere, so thank you. Uh, right now, i got to tell you about Vision Computer, y'all. My son just stays in his room on his gaming PC, uh, which is good and bad. We're, we've had to put some restrictions on it. But what continues to amaze me is he has not asked me once to help him with his computer because he can call. Now, he's 14, and he can call Vision Computer, their tech support, and they have guided him through everything. The only thing he asked me today, I need to help him with. He's got a loose connection with his monitor. That's obviously something that I have to help him with. But he knows it because he talked to Vision and explained the problem. And they told him, you, you looks like you got a loose connection. Um, and he couldn't figure out which one to connect. So I got to do that this afternoon. But otherwise, Vision's done it for him. They can do that for you and your family, too, or for your business. So your employees can call Vision instead of you having to come troubleshoot their computers. They can build the computers. They can fix the computers. VisionComputers.com or 404Compute. Call them at 404Compute today. Start a relationship with Vision Computers. They will not steer you wrong, folks. 404Compute. Hello there. It is Eric Erickson here. I am delighted that you're hanging out with me. Of course, I've already gotten one email from somebody in Alabama to tell me how awful this country actually is. Um, Just remarkable because of the the behaviors of some uh, no longer loves the country. Just, just. Some people are so broken uh, by the news of the day. Um, sad, really. 877-973-7425, should you wish to be on the program. Happy to have you. Got a lot of people still asking about the Supreme Court cases, want to chime in on them. Let's go to Larry. You're going to be up next. Welcome to the show. Yeah, um, thanks for taking the call. Um, I don't know if you caught uh, Barack Obama's comments yesterday and compared them to what um, 
President Biden said about the uh, Supreme Court throwing out discrimination? Because Biden said, you know, anybody that's got money and influence can get their kids into college. This was designed to help those who needed it. And Barack Obama said, this is how Sasha Malia could get into college. Well, the man is connected and has money, I do believe. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, none of their arguments make sense here. You know, so Larry, I'm glad you say this because I'm I'm on an email thread with people, and and across the board, it, it's not a, um, a monopolitical viewpoint in this email. There are some progressives, Democrats, Republicans, conservatives, libertarians, and it is widespread unanimity, even among the progressives in this big email group, that the that the dissenting opinions on the affirmative action case were really poorly argued. And they were. They were really poorly argued. And the response from the Democrats has been poorly argued. Uh, you know, the, interestingly enough, so there's a piece in the New York Times by an environmental studies professor who's black. And he's afraid that there will be more racial gamesmanship um, with the end of affirmative action, that people will, in their essays and the like, as some have argued, go out of their way to sound more black, to play up grievances or downplay their culture or whatnot. Uh, but he talks about just how pernicious affirmative action is in the gamesmanship of college where a black student has to play up being a victim and an Asian student has to go out of their way to not sound Asian and that it's still a, a door for the privileged elite to send their kids. You know what you could do tomorrow to really solve the problem in these elite institutions? Get rid of legacies. Notice how all of these people refuse to get rid of legacy students. That is, uh, prioritizing the students of people who previously came. You really want to make Harvard egalitarian or equitable? Get rid of the legacies and also make them use their endowments to cover the cost of the poor. But they don't really want to do that. Part of the problem here, there are two things I think that could be done to improve this system. If colleges are really that concerned about it, and they claim to be concerned, they claim that this is a big desire of theirs, et cetera, et cetera. If colleges really care about attracting, recruiting, and admitting more minority students without affirmative action, they can do two things. One is they can get rid of recruiting and admitting legacies and prioritizing legacies. That is, they can get rid of their, their predilection to allow the children of graduates to come to their schools. The second thing they could do is stop participating with U.S. News & World Report. U.S. News & World Report, the factors they use to rate colleges, uh, prioritize the colleges that are wealthy and have high-quality graduates who go on to big jobs, which in many cases are those legacy students, and they prioritize endowments and, and money. Well, if a college uses its endowment to fund scholarships for minority students, it reduces its endowment for a time and therefore is less of a viable option for the U.S. News & World Report ranking. So U.S. News & World Report actually hurts colleges, penalizes colleges that wish to recruit uh, poor students, non-white students. So stop participating, stop sending data, kill off the U.S. News & World Report college rankings. It's a scam anyway. A few big institutions have finally started doing it. Everyone should concurrently stop admitting legacies, stop prioritizing legacies. You do those two things, you don't need affirmative action, but you will notice very few schools want to do either one. Very few do. A lot of them 
just want to use affirmative action uh, to give themselves a pass on on having to recruit non-white students and actively pursue poor students. Uh, and U.S. News and World Report incentivizes them hiring or recruiting students of means so they don't have to flush their endowments and scholarship money. Uh, back to the phones. Alex, welcome to the show, Alex. Hi, Eric. Thanks for having me again. I, uh, I want to embellish all your comments that I agreed with in regards to our country and how fortunate we are to live here. Oh, absolutely. Embellish the, away. I'm from the same hometown as a fellow named Mike Ditka, who's pretty prominent in the sports world. And a few years ago, he was on ESPN, and he said it best. On these athletes that were uh, unhappy with what was going on in America, he said, listen, if you don't like it here, get the hell out. He said, this is still the best country in the world, bar none, even with all our problems. It is. Amen. Um, Go ahead. In regards to the Supreme Court decisions and these politicians bashing it, uh, number one, the guy at the top has no business bashing our judicial system, especially the Supreme Court, and he didn't have the right to sign off on student loans. That was supposed to be an act of Congress. So I guess a lot of these people that are criticizing don't care about our Constitution that founded this great country. No, they, they, they clearly don't. That's it. I'm pleased to live here. Well, listen, Alex, thank you very much. God bless you. Have a great 4th of July. Let me just read you part of part of this. Um, he says, uh, America is not what it is. America is what it is today, not what it was 75 years ago or 150 years ago. America exterminates more babies per year than many, many countries. Many. How many do we slaughter a year? You know how many. Oh, but. We make a lot of money, pat on the back. How many youth get slaughtered in the streets of America every year? Are we proud of that? We are chopping off kids' body parts and calling those who oppose it evil. Are we proud of that? We have states literally working to destroy families and lives in the name of their political religion and idolatry. How free and brave are we really? How many stories of people getting their lives ruined by the government and the justice system? How many are we that free and that brave? Maybe today you've been lucky and fortunate. Our FBI now seeks out and persecutes those not aligned with a certain political party. Really? So let me just stop here. I I appreciate the concerns about abortion in this country and transgenderism in this country. It's across the West, not just in this country. But which country would you prefer, sir? Which which country would you prefer? Would you prefer to go live in China that eradicates you if you're a person of faith? This guy says he's a Christian. You will be killed by the Chinese government and reeducated. Would you rather go there? Or would you rather go to the state of Florida? that has prohibited transgender uh, surgeries for minors and abortion, where, where would you rather live? Yeah, you can say California's bad, okay, but California's part of the union. They don't get to impose their values on you. We live in a union. I didn't say we're a perfect nation, but always in perpetual pursuit of a more perfect union. The the FBI is going to persecute you if you don't agree with third party. When have you been persecuted, sir, by the FBI? Hmm? What have you actually been persecuted by the FBI? I didn't say we were perfect. And people, and particularly on the right these days, I find that people on the right who dwell on these things, we're either good or bad. There's no in between. We can't be more perfect. We can't be in, in perpetual pursuit of something more perfect. Uh, we got to be all or nothing. 
uh, and also idealizing 75 years ago. When you say we were better 75 years ago, I bet you are not black. Hmm. Funny how that works. Perpetual pursuit of a more perfect union does not mean we'll ever get there. It's the quest that matters. And I'm not aware of any other country that strives perpetually to pursue its best self other than this country. But if you want to go to another country, you just tell me which, which country you would prefer to this one. All right. Back to the phones. Jim, you're going to be up next. Welcome. Uh, yes, Eric. Uh, on that student loan forgiveness, uh, about 25 years ago, my daughter took out a $40,000 student loan. and She had paid back about 30000 when she heard about the student loan forgiveness. She applied and got a letter stating that if you paid on your loan for over 20 years, they would forgive up to $20,000. She then reapplied and received a letter a year ago stating the remaining 10000 on her loan was forgiven. So with today's announcement, I don't really know, you know where the truth lies. Okay. But, uh, I, I, well, I can I tell you, just, if... If that letter for giving her $10,000 was based on President Biden's use of the HEROES Act, uh, she will have to pay back that $10,000. If it was uh, uh, separate from the HEROES Act, she won't. I think it was separate, but I didn't know that they had more than one program. And I told her, you know, I, I can easily pay back the 10000 if necessary, so... But yeah. I was just one. So there the, are some student loan programs where if you, based on your job or your income, what you do or, or did or, or did out of college, if you pay back so much, they'll forgive the rest over time. There are some of those programs. Not a lot of people get into them. Uh, God bless her if she did. But then there is the government, uh, the HEROES Act, that Joe Biden used to forgive all student loans up to $10,000 uh, up for certain income levels. And if the forgiveness yeah. came under that, she will have to pay that back. Okay. Well, whoever she does, um, I'll take care of it. But anyway, perfect. Thanks Good for, for uh, you, Jim. Thanks very much. Have a great Independence Day. Uh, Rowan, you're going to be up next. Welcome to the show. Hi, Eric. Um, long time fan. So the Supreme Court may be one of the best and strongest Supreme Courts in a long time, right? For what they did this year and last year. And it's been Mitch McConnell's life's work for a long time coming. And we saw them hand the Biden administration a big, big blow with the student loans. Do you think this will be the end of the federal government overreaching, especially when it comes to people saying the federal government will pay off my student debt? Uh, so yes and no. Um, Biden is, has said he's going to come up with an announcement this afternoon. And in that announcement, he's going to try to find a way to bypass the court, which is really funny. Can you imagine if Trump did that, what the reaction would be? I don't think he can. What the Supreme Court said today is that uh, this is a major act, a major power of the federal government, which means Congress has got to be involved. Biden cannot unilaterally forgive. He's declared an end of the COVID uh, emergency, so he can't use emergency powers to defer them again. He can't indefinitely defer because that's the same as forgiving them. I don't know what he's going to try to come up with, but something I suspect the Supreme Court will weigh in again here. Uh, and, and try to come up with something. Uh, but uh, good luck, Joe Biden, trying to do this. Remember, folks, until the moment he did it, Joe Biden himself said he couldn't do it. Nancy Pelosi said he couldn't do it. Barack Obama said they couldn't do it. And then he just did it as a as an election issue. 
It was absolutely pandering. He never actually believed it was constitutional himself. Jim, you're going to be the last caller today. Welcome. Jim? Eric? Yeah. Hi there. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I just want to underscore just what you mentioned. Earlier you read through a long paragraph about this ruling, and Speaker Pelosi, the minute President Biden came out and said, we're going to forgive these loans, she put a foot down and said, no, Mr. President, that is not your job. It is the job of the House of Representatives. And I thought, well, God bless her. There's a, one of the most liberal people in the country gets it. And I really want to underscore that to people. If they think this is all just a conservative thing, it's a long way from that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Obama, Biden, Pelosi, they all agreed until the moment Biden didn't. Interestingly enough, I have not seen a statement from Nancy Pelosi yet today on this. Um, I'm, I'm going to well, be curious to low. see. Yeah, probably so. I'm, I'm going to be curious to see if she says something on this because, I mean, they, the, 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 if y'all weren't here for that, John Roberts, in his majority opinion, cites Nancy Pelosi's statement, presidents can defer and waive but cannot unilaterally forgive student loans. Um, absolutely hysterical. Uh, by the way, if, if you want to laugh at this, this is one of the reasons that so many people on the left are so uh, upset with a group like Patriot Mobile because they have actually been funding conservative groups that have pushed these cases before the Supreme Court, and they've been funding great candidates uh, against the wokes on school boards. If you are a subscriber to Patriot Mobile cell phone service, you played a small role in making this day possible because they take a portion of their profits and they fund the conservative causes you care about. And all you have to do is go to patriotmobile.com slash Eric today, patriotmobile.com slash E-R-I-C-K, Move your cell phone service to them. You get guaranteed service, great rates. You use the same cell towers you're probably already using, so you don't have to worry about quality. And then they take a portion of their profits and give it to the causes you care about. And you get discounts. You, if you're a veteran, first responder, an NRA member, a teacher, got a lot of lines for a lot of kids who need phones, they can save you some money. You go to patriotmobile.com slash Eric, or you can also call them 972-PATRIOT. That's their phone number, 972-PATRIOT. You're going to be talking to someone in the United States when you call that number. Tell them I sent you, you get free activation with my name. But if you go to patriotmobile.com slash Eric, you will see a detailed map down to your house. Put in your address, zoom into your house. You'll see how great the quality is. 5G data voice, they got it all. You can take your existing phone number to them or get a brand new phone number from them. Eight, uh, what is it, 972-PATRIOT or call them. Uh, call them there, 972-PATRIOT, or go to patriotmobile.com slash E-R-I-C-K today. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. We head to an Independence Day weekend where it's not on the weekend. It's going to be Tuesday, so some of you will be at work on Monday. Some of you won't. I'm going to take off Monday. I'll be with you the first hour Tuesday for Independence Day. I uh, don't want to leave you hanging. Um, the unanimous declaration of the 13 United States of America. When in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and nature's God entitle them. A decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, 
that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and to institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Prudence, indeed, will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes. And accordingly, all experience has shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the form to which they are accustomed. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations, pursuing invariably the same object, evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right, it is their duty to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future security. Such has been the patient sufferance of these colonies, and such is now the necessity which constrains them to alter their former systems of government. The history of the present king of Great Britain is a history of repeated injuries and usurpations, all having a direct object, the establishment of an absolute tyranny over these states. We, therefore, the representatives of the United States and General Congress assembled, appealing to the Supreme Judge of the world for the rectitude of our intentions, do in the name and by authority of the good people of these colonies, solemnly publish and declare that these united colonies are and of right ought to be free, independent states that they are absolved from all allegiance to the British crown and that all political connections between them and the state of Great Britain is and ought to be totally dissolved and that as free and independent states, they have full power to levy war, conclude peace, contract alliances, establish Congress, and to do all other acts and things which independent states may of right do. And for the support of this declaration with a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. July 4th, 1776. Have a great Independence Day weekend. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.